0: I wrote in the bulletin today, this weekend, about something that I've read a few years ago that I think speaks of what we're talking about here. If I have a basketball on my hand, it's just probably worth 20 bucks. But a basketball in James LeBron's hands is probably worth around How many millions? I don't know. 35 million? It's just a guess, probably. It's a very small estimate. A tennis racket on my hand doesn't really work. It's not really worth much. But a tennis racket in the hands of Rafael Nadal is worth a U.S. Open championship. It depends on whose hands it is in. Five loaves and two fish in my hands are just few fish sandwich. But if you put it in the hands of Jesus, it can feed 5,000 men, not counting women and children. It depends on whose hands it is in. In the eyes of the secular world, success depends on our abilities, on our capabilities, on our own efforts. And there is something true about that. But in the eyes of faith, in the language of faith, it's more than just our availability, our our abilities. In the eyes of faith, success depends on our availability, availability. If you recall, in the other version of the gospel that we heard today, especially the version of John, of the story of the multiplication of the bread, it was actually from the little boy, from a boy, that that the disciples got the five loaves and two fish. It was from the availability of that boy. You know, I don't want us to reduce this this miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 into a simple reflection on generosity because God, Jesus Christ, can truly multiply physically, you know, can work wonders, can work miracles. But I want us to concentrate on one aspect of the gospel today, which is, the importance of being available as a conduit to God's grace. If you recall, it's interesting that the disciples came to Jesus that, and said, Lord, it's getting dark. We have been working all day and these people coming from all over the place to this deserted place and we don't have anything to offer them. Why don't you just Ask them to go home or to go to the nearby villages because when people get hungry, it becomes a mob. And <laughs> don't want to be even alive here. <laughs> and we don't want to and we don't want to deal with that. You know, that was the simple and the and the scapist solution of the disciples. Ask them to leave. <laughs> We don't have the resources. And Jesus told them, guys, why don't you give them something to eat? You give them something to eat. And the disciples were like, we don't have any. What we have here are just five loaves and two fish. Very meager. Jesus was not asking them, to perform a miracle but jesus was just asking them to do their part jesus was just asking them to exert their best effort and what is lacking in their best effort god jesus will fill it with his grace and power jesus was only asking for their availability not asking them for their great abilities to, cha- to multiply bread. <laughs> Jesus knew that they could not do that. I think I've shared this in one of my homilies that a few years ago when I was in a different parish, and our pews in that place weren't really the best. You know, uh, kneelers were broken. And I tell you, almost every week I will get a note from someone Pews, you know, this kneeler, five, five pews from the back, it needs to be fixed. I always get that, you know, like after Mass or before Mass. And the person probably got tired of reminding me. So one day after Mass, he gave me the note. And he said, Father, I've already sent so many notes. And in this pew and this kneeler is... is really broken. And I said, why don't you just move to a different pew? Oh, I really like this pew. I said, okay. So I said, why don't you fix it? Why don't you fix it? And he was surprised with my answer. And he said, well, I could probably do it. You know, uh, I have the the tools in my house. And he actually did. (laughs) He fixed it. And he identified several more kneelers to be fixed, and he fixed all of them. You see, it's just a small invitation. Why don't you do it? Why? Just your, your small effort. I'm not asking you to replace all the kneelers in the church. But he even, you know, he even... Um, push himself a little bit by fixing all the other kneelers that needs to be fixed. Jesus really is asking us to be part of the solution and not just be part of the problem, but be part of the solution. God wants to be intimate and to be available to each and every one of us, but he can't be available by being cognizant that we can be conduit, we can be collaborators to His grace. And in there, we extend all the more the experience of the kingdom of God in other people or with other people. That is what God is asking us. We know that with our own abilities alone, we can't do it. I was worried about yesterday, you know, y- y- yesterday we have like seven confirmation masses, and we have to sanitize every after mass, you know, for the sanitary protocols. And I did the 8 o'clock mass, and, and we finished around 8.35, and the first confirmation mass was at 9 a.m. And, uh, and... I was worried that I was not going to have enough time to sanitize things, so I started sanitizing right after Mass. And there were people who said, Father, can we help? It's just a matter of approaching, you know, or I could have announced that we need help to sanitize after this Mass. It would have been a lot easier. It would have been a lot easier. It takes only invitation for people to step up and sometimes we don't need to be invited we can be the presence of the kingdom of god in a difficult situation or, or in a pressing situation but i'm always impressed by by how the saint vincent de paul operates here at saint cecilia you know during this pandemic it it, it never, Closed down, it continues to 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 offer lots of assistance, especially for the marginalized and the poor segments of our community. And it's it's a it's a whole operation in there, but it is really that small volunteer time of people collectively gathered together that makes it work. <laughs> little time. It's like an hour. I'll give an, an hour. I can give an, an hour or two. Or the things that you give here at the food basket, at the food container, you can just bring two or three, you know, cans. But collectively, we gather them. It could f- feed a community, <laughs> It can feed a community. God is not asking us to take care of everything. God is only asking us to give what we have and let God do the transformation. The great miracle in here in this gospel is really the transformation of the hearts, the transformation of the heart. What is also but is also interesting for me as i was reflecting this gospel is that there's a great emphasis on where it took place in a deserted place in the wilderness and you know our own wilderness experience is a place of desolation it's depressed there's nothing in there it's a lonely place when the disciples were being reminded by jesus you know if you want to be my disciple you are going to be encountering along the way lots of people who are in deserted or in the wilderness. It's because of their own unique and difficult situation. And if you're just going to say to yourself, let God take care of this, it's not going to work. If you want to be my disciple, we have to participate and collaborate. You have to collaborate with me. But I always like the idea of the yoke, which is also connected to the gospel today. You know, when, when Jesus says in another part of Matthew, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus is practically saying, You know, the yoke is made for a pair. And if our burden is difficult, Jesus is practically saying, you don't have to do this alone, but you don't have to give it all to me. Why don't we yoke together? Why don't we do this together? So that you appreciate what I'm about to give you. It's not just doll out. Let's do this together. Let's collaborate. In this time of the pandemic, I feel like the world is like a deserted or in a place of wilderness. There's the feeling of desolation, uh, you know, of, of sadness. There's weight. And there were times during this time that I say, Lord, why don't you do something about this? You're almighty. You're powerful. You're intelligent. You can do something about this. You know, let Let us go back to normal. We want to worship you in a full church. What's wrong with that? Why don't you do it? But on the other side, God is also speaking to me, Carrie, what have you done to alleviate the situation? What have you done? Have you been a part of the solution? Or have you been contributing to the problem? And the way you talk to people about this, do you inspire them or you give them, you know, a lot more hopelessness? Are you more an instrument of division because of the things that you say about what's going on? That's actually what I hear from God when I tell Him, Lord, let take this cup away from us. Jesus is asking me, what have you done, Carrie? And, you know, I was talking with my confessor about this, and I told him, you know, I have not always been a good collaborator of God during this pandemic. There were many times that my comments or, you know, my conversation with a, with a friend or with someone probably was not uplifting probably was more uh, a cause of division, of a concern. God wants to be intimate with each and every one of us, but He can do it through us. Yes, He is present right here in the Eucharist, and His presence is, is par excellence in the Eucharist because He is giving His entire self. You know, what I like about this story, and this is the only miracle, actually, in the whole scriptures that can be found in the four Gospels. All the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, John, and Luke, all have their own version of this miracle. Not every miracle in the scripture is actually copied or um, can be found in the other gospel, but this particular story can be found in all the four gospels, which tells us how impactful is it an English word? Impacting, imp- oh, whatever. You know what I mean. It is a huge effect to the early Christian community, and it, and it is also a manifestation of God, of Jesus' offering of Himself as the bread of life. He asks, he, it's, it actually mimics what happens in the Last Supper. We were told that He asked he, he the disciples to let the people um, sit on the grass. In the Last Supper, He reclined a table. He blessed the, the bread gave it you know it's it's god's saying you know i want you to know that the god who is all loving wants to give himself entirely to you but i want you to be part of that mission i want you to be part of god's desire to be intimate with humanity let's collaborate with him let's be available and we don't have to worry about our abilities our capacities the meager thing that we have god can work miracles